Hello, Georges Collinet with you on Afropop Worldwide from PRI, Public Radio International. If you've never heard the music of Paolo Flores, you're in for a treat. This Angolan hitmaker burst onto the scene in 1988 in the midst of Angola's nearly three-decade civil war. And today, he's a survivor, still going strong, and one of his country's most beloved musicians. De manhã, bem manhãzinha, vai a minha sobrinha com o resto desse povo. De manhã, bem manhãzinha, sacode a minha vizinha, deixando morro. On this program, we bring you profiles of three African music survivors. Paulo Flores of Angola and Emmanuel Jal of Sudan offer sharply different musical responses to wars in their respective homelands. And singer and band leader Lagbaja has been an engaged social commentator throughout two decades of political turmoil in Nigeria. We will meet all three, starting with... I'm Paulo Flores, I'm 43 years old. I recorded my first album with 16 on Radio Nacional de Angola. And when I was a kid, I was really in between Lisbon and Luanda. My grandmother in Portugal, she always said to me, you don't go back to Luanda because if you go back, they will kill you. They are in war, please don't go. And I was like seven years old. So when I went to Luanda, I was really afraid. And I wake up in the first night that I was there and my father wasn't at the bed. So I went to the balcony on the second floor and I looked to the street and I saw a big black guy with no shirt and a military guy whipping his back. And I start to cry like really loud and everybody stops and look at me, even the guy that was whipping. And then my father goes up and tells me, don't worry, this is a thief that we got. So, with seven years old, in my first night in Luanda, I understood that they spank thieves on the streets. So those kinds of childhood memories were very strong for me. Paolo also learned a lot about music in Angola. His father was a DJ who collected records from everywhere. When I was a kid, I was always singing over the albums. Tom Jobim, I listened to Anita Baker, to Al Jarreau, I listened to Jackson 5, Cuban music, Congo music. It was really my first school of music. I listened to everything. But the funny thing is Paolo's real introduction to Angolan music, to the sound that would matter most, the local dance style known as Samba, didn't happen in Angola, but in Lisbon. When I get back to Lisbon, my grandmother and my great-aunt, they always listen to the sambas and the classic music in Kimbundo, the language that they talk in home. 
also after when I started to play samba, I remember those songs that my great aunt used to sing to me. Let's hear one of those songs, Poema do Samba. It's a classic and right in tune with our theme today, survival. It's a song that I compare the genre with the people and the way the genre survives and the way people are surviving. Samba é nossa bandeira 
Calles, Poema du Semba, interpreted by the great Paolo Flores with Semba veteran Carlos Buriti joining him on vocals. Josh Collinet with you on Afropop Worldwide as we sample the work of three survivors in the rough and tumble of African music. Paolo told us that Semba music started in the 1950s. Crucial breakthrough came when the group Ngola Rhythmos began to incorporate the dance rhythm called Mokindu. The Mokindu, it's like a snare, but in wood, and it has a clave like cuts, 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 and it transposed that to the acoustic guitar, right? And from here, we started to play in that rhythm. soundtrack releases on the analog Africa label. There was also a dance called Masemba. It was danced to accordion by people dressed in European garb, but it had an African twist. The Masemba is when the woman and the man get the belly together. As they don't they know, they are with the arms together and then they look to each other and get the bellies together. That is the dance. Of course, by the time Paolo got around to recording his music, nobody was really playing samba anymore. Angola's civil war had lasted from the mid-70s up to 1994, and there had been very little recording outside the national radio station during all those years. I released my first samba album called Canta Meu Samba, and old singers from samba were saying to me, don't do that, man. Nobody will listen to that. Nobody is doing that again. So I said, man, I gotta do this. And it was the way that I started in Semba. And then I have the privilege of playing with Carlitos Vera Diaz and Joãozinho Morgado and all those great musicians from the 70s. During the 90s, Paulo immersed himself in collaborations with veterans, both in Luanda and in Lisbon. I feel that nobody was doing it and probably it could disappear if nobody recorded at that point. But after that, it was like I knew my own voice in that genre. When I sing the samba, I'm really myself, you see? The sound that they produce on the 70s, until now for me, it's really the great sound that we have in Angola. The guitars, the way they could absorb everything. At that point, you have guys playing rock and roll in congas. They listen to the records and they try to do it with our own sonority, with ethnic instruments. And I feel it was really a golden age for our music. Paolo is not just a revivalist. He was a key architect of an influential fusion of Semba and Zouk from the French Antilles. The result was Kizomba. We gave the name Kizomba because Kizomba for us, it means in Timbundu, party, celebration. One of Paolo's early Kizomba hits was Opovu, the people, that is, the people who dance Kizomba, of course. Opovu. Que 
notably Eduardo Payim and Ruka Van Dunen. Together, they created Kizomba. Ruka Van Dunen was the guy that had the electronics, the keyboards, the drums machines, and Eduardo Payim was very important in the arrangements, the production, the ideas, and I had, I guess, the lyrics and the melodies. I did songs in 10 minutes. I was singing words and writing, singing words, writing. I didn't change anything, I don't know Now I change a lot, of course, but at that point was really blasting from inside me. Paolo says the songs these guys created during a time of war and exile touched Angolans in a special way. It was like a community living in Lisbon and creating together, especially with that nostalgia of wanting to go back to Luanda. And we started to talk about the parties that we have, the first girlfriend, things that nobody talked in, in our music. So I really think that people at that point related very strongly with what we were creating. Today, Kizomba is one of the most popular dance musics throughout Africa's Portuguese-speaking or Lusophone diaspora. Let's hear a more recent Kizomba from Paulo Flores, Trem da Cidade, Train of the City.
tem trem de novo na cidade velha Já tem telha Já tem telha Já tem casa nova pros refugiados do século XXI Já tem telha Já tem água fresca, mesmo meu cabelo já penteia Já penteia Ali onde o mar beija a luz é, é lá que a gente When Paulo first began writing songs, Angola was free from Portuguese colonialism, but embroiled in civil war. The future was hard to read, but he and his collaborators had high hopes. We were very fresh in the way we approached the messages. We could talk about everything. We were young people and we feel that we could do whatever we want. The country was ours. We were talking about hope, about freedom, about dance, about uh, sometimes the negative things that our society lives daily, but still with the hope and the generosity of the people always present in the text that we create. Today there is peace in Angola. But oil money has created a radical divide between rich and poor, and the government keeps a watchful eye on everything. And Paolo says he needs to be more careful about what he sings. Today, when I write, I am always thinking, okay, probably this is too much. I don't know, let me see again. Oh, man, I don't know. So I'm thinking too much, you see? And I guess that's the problem. But I always felt that I could sing. And I still sing today. Even I think, I think, I rewrite, but I put it out anyway. We have a lot of problems about free expression, uh, freedom of opinion, and we are struggling still, trying to change a little bit our society. Still, it's not easy for us to talk about ourselves today. <laughs> The great Paolo Flores. Well, I'm happy to report that Afropop Worldwide recorded Paolo's U.S. debut concert at Le Poisson Rouge in New York City. And I tell you, it is fantastic. We'll be featuring that recording very soon on an edition of Afropop Live. Meanwhile, from Angola, we move to Sudan, another nation plagued by war. That's where singer and rapper Emmanuel Jal endured a harrowing childhood. We'll meet Emmanuel in a moment, but first, Let's hear a track from his 2014 album, The Key. 
Cause I thought the world was ending Bombs dropping, ground shaking Here, there, pain everywhere So then I cried for so many years Push me to war, I got no tears You cry so loud, nobody hears You pray to God, nothing is clear Why there's so many dead people Everywhere you go, so much evil Many days I walk, no water and bread Six years old, burying the own dead Why did angels bless a path I left? All right, Emmanuel Jazz from Sudan. Maybe you remember Emmanuel from his 2008 debut with an album, a book, and a documentary film, all titled War Child. In this new song, Emmanuel revisits his experience as a child soldier who made an intrepid escape from the Sudanese civil war that lasted from 1983 to 2005. Since then, well, Sudan has split into two countries. And South Sudan, where Emmanuel comes from, has descended into new fighting. We met him at Central Park Summer Stage in New York City, where he was about to perform. He told us of his profound disappointment with the return of war. It's terrifying, you know. It's sad. The beast has come back to drink the blood. We thought we are free now. We thought we we're going to have our country. We we're going to build it. The wars come back, and this time it came back worse than even I have experienced it. I'm a trouble, I'm a trouble, I'm a trouble child. Sixty people from my family died, got killed by their own government. Yesterday I spoke with one of my brothers, and he told me, "Look, our village has been burned down by government soldiers, and they came." wearing UN clothes. Because when you wear the United Nations stuff, you think these are coming to rescue us. So people waited for them. And then they just kill and slaughtered. And the government don't allow any inspection to take place, so they try to clean up that nobody's able to find any pieces. Sometimes people say, peace, 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 peace. But it's hard to say peace when it has taken your mother, it's taken your brother, taken everything. So I was hit back really hard. We've all got scars. In this song performed with Nelly Fortado, Emmanuel talks about the scars such experiences leave. As a little Strange pallet, but a pallet that was mine. 
Just to go more into reality, the war happening in South Sudan is not political. It's not a tribal war. Citizens were saving each other. It's the men wearing the military uniform killing people. Our government fabricated the situation that there's a coup so they could kill the elite people. So the president can stay in power for years, you know. And it's always happened when there's a new president in any country. If the president is smart, the system will kill that person. If you have a dumb, greedy president who has no vision, then the corporations are willing to keep that president in power. Emmanuel also blames nearby countries who he says benefit from a state of war in South Sudan and help to fan the flames of conflict. We are locked in interest. Sudan has an interest, Ethiopia has an interest, Kenya has an interest, Uganda has an interest, and NGOs have an interest. Because NGOs love disaster. They make money on us suffering. It's hard to find a real NGO that is interesting in peace. The music we are hearing comes from Emmanuel's 2014 album, The Key. The key, he says, is education. In addition to being an entertainer, Emmanuel is committed to educating young Sudanese and also educating young people around the world about what is happening in Sudan. He tours widely, visiting schools and universities, as well as concert stages. And you can imagine, these activities don't go down well with a certain, as Emmanuel says, dumb, greedy president and his henchmen. I was beaten once by our government because I'm doing a peace concert and they say we don't like activists. I am trying to mobilize people for peace. Oh no, we don't like you guys. Starting here, I'm making it clear African continent vast everywhere Negative energy, ha, disappear Pride of the tribe, Shakespeare with no fear Positive vibration, we gotta explore Great nations on the African shore Please don't be saying that Africa's poor We got a whole world knocking our door Away down go, Amal Mogwa Ryang Dan, Dido Kong, Dial Wanafwa Chivaka Malcolm, Lord Jungwa Manaran Kel, Kobu Way Dan Gwa Oh, 
Emmanuel recorded this song Africa Away with the vocal group White Angels and an African children's choir. The title translates Africa is a nation. Emmanuel told us that the pain of his experiences still affect him profoundly. And recently, during a school tour in Canada, it all became too much to bear, and he turned to a South Sudanese tradition for relief. I said, look, I'm going to do the traditional way. I went to a park and danced naked. Just danced naked. I lost my mind. I don't know who I was at that time. I was on tour. I was doing a school tour. I said, look, I can go to the next school tomorrow, but I am not me. I'm going to collapse. So I said, look, what do they do in the village? We used to have dancing for God. We used to have dancing where people express themselves. People would do it naked without anything. You free yourself. I apply myself with white paint and I just danced. The sun won't shine forever. I'd rather have fun now or never. We fall and get up. Yeah. We fall and get up. That's right. We fall and get up. A shower, a shower. For all this, Emmanuel has not given up hope for his country. You must have hope. When you have no hope, you'll commit suicide. Your body will poison you. Depression kicks in, you start drinking alcohol. You have to keep hope alive that tomorrow is going to be better. Yeah, this disasters come, we're going to learn from it. There are beautiful stories that come out of this. And the beauty is that this is not a tribal war. It's an economical war. It's a struggle for power. We fall, sometimes we cry, sometimes we lie just to get a piece of pie. I got many reasons not to give a love a try. Mama left me without saying goodbye. The world crushed me, I thought I was gonna die. I saw many die, I turned a blind eye. Death never left me, it kept passing by. I call on Jesus to come by here. Come by here, please come by here. Touch my head, cause I'm losing my head. Seven years old and man, heart's gone cold. Brother slain, brother asked. The prophets foretold Rivers turning red Kids burning the dead Rivers turning red Kids burning the dead From South Sudan, Emmanuel Jal Coming up, more from Emmanuel and a visit with Nigeria's masked man, Lagbaja You can read our interviews with the artists on this program and so much more on afropop.org I'm Georges Collinet, and you're listening to Afropop Worldwide from PRI, Public Radio International. For all the heaviness in his life, Emmanuel Jal also knows how to party. Shut out the ranger, a kicker kill. Win 
man watch out the last girl A bit confused, you're a tunyanter Let me show you when stress come by I rock with a beat, my demon fly But you don't know how I put my tie I smile, I laugh, I wing my eye Do the best play guitar Oh, do the best play guitar Do the best play guitar Oh, do the best play I do this way, this way, this way You got stress There's no money Girlfriend gone Boyfriend gone My shackle name One care long love is short and your shame Do the bus, baby, time Do the bus, baby, time Do the bus, baby, time Do the bus, baby, Emmanuel Jal with Dusu. Man, I love that Congolese guitar in the mix. Well, as you can hear, there's a lot of variety in Emmanuel's music. He made his mark as a rapper in the emerging world of African hip-hop. But African rappers, well, have a hard time getting respect in the world of mainstream hip-hop. Emmanuel thinks he knows why. Mainstream hip-hop is about the beat and your flow. They don't want to mix it, they just want to stick to that. I think it's business, they're protecting the business. So if you have all these invaders from Africa coming with Neo Sound just entering into the system, then you're diverging that tension, you're taking away the market. Even if you find a cool African artist that can flow properly in hip hop and just put an African chorus, oh, it's world music. You don't want to put it as hip hop, it's world music. The people who do hip hop are smart. They're doing it, it's like, do it or die. If you want to go real, real hip-hop to get respected, then you have to do it that way. Then they'll respect you. In the hip-hop, they're looking for flow and lyrics, your delivery, your content, hardcore. Me, I'm not going to start swearing and talking about uh, You can't glorify killing. But if you're angry, you can talk about angry stuff. If you listen like someone like Tupac, he's not planning to kill anybody, but he's angry. He hasn't forgiven anybody. This is my power, I speak truths to power A lion from the Zion, my words cutting iron My life I run, I'm freezing guns, you block my way, you burn She wash, I'm wash, your girl curve, I come from South Sudan You grab my right, you take my might, I tell you I was down Freedom fighter, I'm on fire, pen and paper, my desire Tell the truth, confuse the liar, I take my rights even higher I throw my hands in the air Yeah. 
time to meet our third African music survivor from Lagos, Nigeria. It's Lagbaja all the way from Lagos City saying hello. You know, Lagbaja is an unusual artist. He emerged on the Nigerian scene in 1993 and in every performance and interview since, he has worn a colorful mask. He's never shown his face as an artist. We ask him, what's this all about? Yeah, Lagbaja basically came about when I started my career and I wanted to focus on social, politically conscious music. I wanted an iconic image that would communicate the essence of what I'm all about. Even if you don't hear my music, you ask a question when you see a mask, that why is he wearing a mask? And then that will lead you to the story of the mask, which is simply something that stands for the so-called common man's facelessness and voicelessness. I grew up in a place where you had a lot of drums. Specifically, Yoruba drums, one of the richest percussion traditions in Nigeria and the source of so many great grooves, from Apala to Juju music. I remember as a kid watching festivals with masquerades that might also have influenced my thinking. <laughs> but the drums I find to be the most potent and the most important part of our music. You can't pin Lagbaja's sound down to any genre. Afrobeat, juju, funk, reggae, jazz. The list of influences goes on and on. And let me tell you, this guy has made a lot of records. Here he is in full Afro-Cuban mode from his 2009 CD, Paradise. Sabemos quién es el dueño de la tierra Tus padres también fueron una vez como yo Todos buscan una buena vida Unos llegaron tiempo atrás Otros llegaron apenas ayer Para unos un corto caminar Y otros un largo andar Todos quieren una buena vida 
and Yoruba rhythms. Lagbajas continued to loom large on the Nigerian scene despite the rise of massive younger Nigerian stars. One reason is that he's not afraid to comment on the politics of the day. Take his latest CD. It's called 200 Million Mumu. It's like a wake-up call to the people. 200 million referring to the population in Nigeria. Mumu itself rings offensive in the minds of people. <laughs> but what it really means is wake up from being fools. That's what he's saying. That 200 million people, it's time to change from what we're doing. And the basic story behind the whole series is simply a message that says you can keep blaming the leaders all the time. You should see by now, many years after military rule, that something is wrong and we need to ask ourselves what we need to do as a people. It's a call for the citizens to play a main role in taking charge of their destinies and not expecting the leaders to be like Father Christmas or whatever. If you don't question them, if you don't put them on their toes, there would be impunity. Leader is wicked, but follower is wicked. Uh, big man wicked, but common man wicked. Leader is wicked, but follower is wicked. Big man wicked, but common man wicked. Abangida, Abasha, Obasojo, Atiregogo, Eimereri. You no different from them at all. You be the same. Shout. Yes, 
Bad leadership, not the reason we no progress. But now my eye don't clear, the wind don't blow, we don't see the ash. Dirty ash, oh Mr. Shiki. Bad leadership, not big disease, but bad followership won't go endemic. I beg, I beg, I beg, I no go follow place to the gallery. This place no go better, lie, lie, unless we tell ourselves the bitter truth and change our attitude. Dirty ash, 
common thief. <laughs> Just like the leader is wicked, but follower is wicked. A tough message from Lagbaja from his recent album, 200 Million Mumu. Leader is wicked, but follower is wickeder. And did you catch him name-checking Nigerian presidents? Well, Lagbaja was heartened by the outcome of Nigeria's 2015 election, particularly that President Goodluck Jonathan accepted defeat and stepped down without a fight. There was a lot of noise by the government in power because they had very loud PR people to try and confuse the people, as they usually do, blame everything on religious differences, on ethnic differences. It's unbelievable what they tried. But in spite of all that noise, the people made their voice hard. It's a sign that the message is sinking in. You notice a connection with what Emmanuel Jal was saying about South Sudan? Leaders deliberately stirring up religious and ethnic differences to distract from their own ambitions and misdeeds. <laughs> On Lagbaja's recent album, there are two adapted hymns, and ideas about religion figure into his message. We love to shout about our religious beliefs and how good we are as Christians and how good we are as Muslims, but it doesn't reflect in our day-to-day lives. Now, Lagbaja without the mask is a Christian. So I'm not like deriding spiritual beliefs. I have my strong beliefs too. But I'm saying your life should show who you really are. You would have an aspiring president going to a religious uh, event. Is it about doing the right thing or just playing with the intelligence of a people? So if you hear those two hymns there, that's their role in the satire of 20 million Mumu. I also have a second song, Dust to Dust. If you think that this earth life is going to end and someday you will be dust, it should help you in doing the right things. In that short time that you have, you can have a lot of fun and yet you can also contribute a lot to society. That has grip on power is God. Are you a believer at all? Are you a believer? Yeah, are you, are you, are you, are you believer? supposed to answer the question? Are you, are you a believer at all? Are you a Jehovah Nobody is never deceived. He knows Actions speak louder than words. <laughs> Chama. As you know, the young Tori with God's name. Mm. This is not how Hindi hear you. This is not waiting God to hear. Tell me, who is as powerful as me? Eh? <laughs> I know here you were. You say? Even God. You say God? Oh, yes. Even God? Yes. Oh. Even God. What you? I say, who is as powerful as me? Ah. Uh-huh. Ah. Uh-huh. I don't believe in God. Eh? That who is it? Who is that? 
that, 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 who is he God? Ah. Look, the only one that has big power is me. Ah, Okaza, he don't make big mistakes. Oh yes, like only God get the power. Alright, this is Lagbaja, and you're listening to Afropop. Worldwide. Well, thank you, Lagbaja, one of three survivors profiled on this program. You know, it's one thing to survive conflict and war, but for veteran popular musicians, you also have to survive in a fast-changing music market. It's about the glamour more than the music. The hits don't endure. They might be there for maybe a year. They are churned out in large quantities and the audience is not thinking music. The audience is thinking American style, black music glamour, hip hop, rhythm and blues, and all the stuff that they see on TV. Well, it makes you wonder which of Africa's present stars will be calling survivors in 20 years. For that, stay tuned. Until I turn to dust, I'll be watching. Funding for Afropop Worldwide comes from the National Endowment for the Humanities, the National Endowment for the Arts, which believes a great nation deserves great art, and PRI, public radio international affiliate stations around the U.S. And thank you for supporting your public radio station. Coming soon, our Hip Deep podcast series, Afropop Close-Ups, profiles, stories, and cultural conundrums from our African planet a new feature of the Afropop podcast stream. Season 1 starts in June. Subscribe now so you don't miss it. Flores, Emmanuel Jal, and Lagbaja for their help with this program. Visit afropop.org to read our full interviews with these artists and see photos, 
You can also find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at AfropopWW. My Afropop partner is Sean Barlow. Sean produces our program for world music productions. Research and production for this program by Banning Air. And join us next week for another edition of Afropop Worldwide. Our chief audio engineer and co-producer is Michael Jones. Additional engineering by Mike Kaplan and Stephanie Lebeau. Banning Air edits our website, afropop.org. Our producer for new media is Atene Ofiadja. And I'm Georges Collinet. Public Radio International.